This is the Tea Podcast by Developing Lafayette. I'm your host, Ben Powers. On this podcast, you'll hear from business owners, entrepreneurs, and community influencers who all play a role in moving Lafayette Parish and South Louisiana forward. Today we have a good episode. We're going to be talking about the newest indoor skate park and BMX shop that's coming to Lafayette. And uh, we have Udi Biod, who is the owner and, I guess, founder, creator. Udi, uh, go ahead and, if you want, introduce yourself. Let kind of people know who you are and why all of a sudden uh, are we seeing a, this this person. I, I've never met you. I've never heard your name before, I guess, because I'm not in the skate scene. I appreciate the art, but... Uh, yeah, tell us a little bit about you and kind of, uh, yeah, where you're from and are you from Lafayette? Like, tell us a little bit about yourself. So, yeah, I am from, I'm from Lafayette. I grew up about half a block from downtown. Um, I've been riding BMX bikes since 94 um, or 93 even. Um, I went to my first skate park. Bucknutty's Skate Ranch in 1995 when I was eight. Um, you know, I think every BMXer and skater always, you know, it's like, oh, wow, it'd be super cool if I had my own <laughs> skate park type thing. And, you know, I was definitely one of those as well. Um, but it's always just kind of a situation of, uh, you know, they, they're hard to make work from a financial standpoint since we were talking earlier a little bit. So it's just kind of a matter of... Um, you know, finding the right opportunity to make it work. Um, you know, I've been looking at uh, warehouses in uh, Lafayette and New Orleans since probably around 2014, like way before I even, you know, had funds or anything to uh, ever purchase anything. I just kind of, you know, dreaming, uh, familiarizing myself with the market. Um, so, yeah. Um, yeah, I've... Uh, been riding this whole time. I'm a photographer by trade. I graduated from UL in marketing. I moved to Austin for a year and then I moved to New Orleans and I've been there the last 10 years, but my family's here. My best friend is here. Um, you know, so I, I come back to Lafayette, um, even before I was starting this, uh, indoor skate park. Um, multiple times a month. Um, but yeah, you know, I, uh, I found the right, the right opportunity to do this indoor skate park. Um, and it was kind of a situation where if I didn't jump at it, it, you know, it was going to pass me by and, you know, very likely not get another opportunity like this. So, yeah. So, so you've been planning this or it's been kind of, um, in the works since 2014, you said. No, that, that was more like me just kind of uh, dreaming okay. about it, you know, just kind of just looking and okay. having no <laughs> means whatsoever to actually do it at that point. But um, I, I got really serious about it. Um, I had actually wanted to be a tattooer 
for like five years and i wouldn't be i wouldn't even think that you'd want to be a tattoo artist at all i know I'm like I, could, right. I don't think i would be able to even tell that no so and then uh i kind of realized uh, that i just wasn't cut out f- for it just from like a day-to-day standpoint um and you know i've like i said i've i've you know one of the only staples in my life uh con- you know consistent things i've always done is uh you know, ridden BMX ever since I was a little kid, even before I ever saw anybody else like riding BMX, I was, uh, you know, trying to ride wheelies and going ride downtown. My parents were super strict growing up, but for some reason, one thing they would let me do is just like ride my bike around like downtown and Gerard park as like a five-year-old. And for some reason they thought that was okay. Even though like, you know, they told me to, you know, like don't talk to strangers and the, you know, the whole spiel you you want to tell your kids, but Anyway, I, uh, well, that was put probably God, 99, not, not 99, 90, 91. Is that about right? Five years old, five, six years old. Yeah. So, you know, uh, I want, like I was riding, I uh, had a, like a, a little bike, but I just actually just found the receipt for my first like 20 inch BMX bike. It was this cool Schwinn thing called a Z flight with like this crazy frame that had like a, oh, like the wavy top tube. I just found pictures of it. I found the manual and I got that and. In '94, it had six gears on it, which you know BMX <laughs> bikes don't have gears. Yeah, but it was it was this cool thing. It actually came with a you could get optional motorcycle fairing in the front of it. But um, but yeah, you know I was riding that around. And I remember one day I was at a I was at a gas station, in uh, in the back of my friend's car with their mom driving, and I saw this guy just like full, you know '90s attire, and he just he jumped off like this little metal curb thing you know like a little bump and just did like a super high bunny hop and i was just like that's the coolest thing i've ever seen and I had already been riding but i had never like seen somebody else who was good ride um but yeah i've just i've i've never i've never stopped ever since then to, to this day i still think it's the coolest <laughs> thing in the world you know so yeah yeah i mean i mean essentially you were just like any young kid riding their bike you just liked to jump off of I'm pretty sure you like to jump off of little hills and ramps and everything else. Off curbs, you know, yeah. like little driveway cuts yeah. and whatnot. So I mean, I remember growing up and the like riding your bike was the community staple. Like every kid had a bike and you know, there were times where you would you would know someone was home if you saw all their bikes parked in the front yard. Like that was social media back then. Like, oh, they're all there. I'm gonna go visit. It's like Stranger Things when you see all the kids, just all the bikes just laid yeah, out in the front yard. Yeah. And we, uh, I remember, you know, I I was always interested in like the BMX thing, but my brothers, they were the ones that were asking for bikes with the pegs on the back. I attempted to ride a bike with the pegs on the back, and I ended up falling off and bu- like chipped one of my teeth on the cement. And I was like. Mm. Doesn't doesn't seem like it's gonna be a fit for me, but uh, I had a mountain bike, and you know I did some stuff on a mountain bike that you probably shouldn't do, I guess. Um, I jumped off of hills, and I, I guess it's it'd be good for that. But yeah, I tried to BMX a mountain bike, and it's not the easiest thing because it's kind of bigger. But yeah, you know, like you were saying, um, you had a passion for just riding your bike and just doing fun things with it, even before you knew that it was a cool thing to do like a sport or a culture yeah yeah. Yeah, for sure when did bmxing become a sport like how long because you've been riding for a long time like how long has it been a thing 
So probably, I want to say late 60s, early 70s. Jeez. So BMX is a derivative of, uh, I don't know if that's the right word. Uh, it comes from motocross MX. Okay. You know, so it's literally just kids on 20-inch <laughs> bikes imitating motocross riders like in the 60s and 70s. And so they started out with um, just like dirt racetracks. And back then it was it was a lot of just like, flat you know maybe some like rollers or like little jumps or hills but it was just like a lot of just sprinting on like you know flat dirt tracks essentially um actually oddly enough like i used to have like old library books and i'd do like i'd read them in you know elementary school and middle school i think probably even high school as well i've like written papers on it when i was younger i don't remember everything but uh and then it's kind of started uh I guess, I don't know, I'm not the expert on this, but uh, in the 80s, you know, they had the uh, the GT era um, when people started riding swimming pools and, you know, then from swimming pools, they started having uh, bowls created. Actually, that's not even true because they were having concrete skate parks um, built in the 70s, actually, and BMXers were riding that. So... You know, freestyle BMX, like outside of racing, has has existed for, you know, what, five decades now. Okay. Um, so it's it's. I think it's a bit older than people think. It's always. I think a lot of people don't even know what BMX is when you say that. So a lot of times I'll say BMX bike uh, to yeah, kind of yeah. like drive it home. It's a bicycle. You know, it's the it's the bike you do tricks on or whatever. Um, but it's a it's it's an old sport. It's uh it's what's what's crazy about it too is that. You know, even though it's kind of, you know, not as popular as skateboarding, it's interesting because there's so many disciplines within BMX. There's there's racing, there's uh, flatland riding, there's dirt jumping, which is separate from racing. Um, and then, like, even within that, there's, like, contest dirt jumps and then, like, riding trails in the woods, you know, maybe, like, something a little more similar to mountain biking, but just yeah. steeper, you know, gnarlier. Um, but yeah, the, you know, there's, there's street riding. Um, there's, there's all these different disciplines of it now. So it's really is, it's, it really is a huge thing. Like there's so many different things you can do on this one bike that just came from imitating motocross yeah. in the, in the sixties. So, um, so when it comes to, BMX riders and um, skateboarders, like what are the, are there any like uh, oil and water situation where they don't mix? So like do BMX and skateboard uh, riders all kind of intermingle at the same time? Cause I mean, you can ride a BMX bike on the course that you're building, correct? Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. I mean, like I said, I'm a BMXer building this skate park. Yeah, Cause why wouldn't you, be able to ride it if you're building it right right that you know that's kind of like the same thing when saying you know it's like when skateboarders or bmxers ride pools it's like oh well you know it's a pool it's meant for swimming but like you know it definitely still works for riding a bicycle or skateboard <laughs> and that's where you know a lot of like the bulls in a skate park that's what they that's the history of them just from people riding pools like the you know lords of Dogtown stuff um but yeah no really it's more so just about um, etiquette, all, all of the, uh, you know, the whole skate park community, whether it's BMX bikes, 
um, skateboards, you know, roller blades, roller skates, scooters, honestly, even mountain bikes come to uh, skate parks sometimes. And like, you know, it's, it, I mean, I had a conversation with a, a guy yesterday. Um, and I was like, you know, come on, come through. Uh, you know, there's actually a lot of, uh, BMX pros who, as they get older, they, they transition into uh, professional mountain biking, but to get back on topic. Um, yeah, they all, they all intermingle just fine. They all use the same obstacles. I think people, sometimes people have, uh, misconceptions about it. And, you know, in the late nineties and two thousands, there, there were some skateboarders, uh, who just didn't want to really ride with, uh, other, other, uh, you know, other skate park community members outside of skateboarding. Yeah. Like rollerbladers. Like, you like don't want to make rollerbladers and, and BMXers. And then, you know, then, you know, the, the scooter, scooters were the, the new kids on the block. Oh so then the they kind of got, they kind of got, you know, uh, got, got, got a little beef for a while, but I think it's more so just, I don't think people actually have problems with, uh, whatever sport you're doing, you know, whatever discipline I hate, hate calling it a sport sometimes. Uh, it's more so just it's when it's new and there's young kids there who haven't been taught or, you know, told to like, Hey, like take your turn. Like, don't just go over and over again. You know what I mean? Like there's other people at the skate park who yeah. want to ride, you know, um, it's, you know what I'll probably do because my, uh, my skate park is, is small, you know, um, especially for younger kids, I'll probably try to talk to them and just be like, Hey, like every time you're about to, you know, go for a run in the park, you know, pretend you're at a stop sign, like look twice both ways, yeah. you know, look out for other people, make sure, you know, you're not just pulling out right in front of somebody, you know what I mean? And that's, I think that's more so it's never actually, you know, uh, a, a sport to sport thing. It's more so just like a not having etiquette, you know? And it's like, you know, if you're, if you're, you know, if you work a full-time job and, you know, you, you, you ride BMX or something and then, you know, you have an hour to ride after you get off of work and then you're trying to get a session in and it's like, you know, some kid, whatever he's on, whether it's a skateboard or, you know, whatever it might be, it's just like keeps snaking you and not taking turns <laughs> and getting in your way over and over again. You know, like that thing, I think that's more so what people have a problem with sometimes. So. Yeah. Um, all right. So before we get too far, I want to go ahead and touch on our sponsors. Support for the podcast is brought to you by the Music Academy of Acadiana. Acadiana's top choice for music lessons in piano, guitar, voice, drums, violin, saxophone, flute, audio production, and more. They teach students of all ages and styles. They have sent students to college to compete in major music competitions and have also premiered on major TV music contests like American Idol and The Voice. They are founded by Tim Benson, who is a University of Louisiana at Lafayette Music School graduate. The Academy has been voted as a top finalist in the best music school by readers of the Times of Acadiana since 2016, and they have won the National Music School of the Year Award in 2014. Their goal is to make music lessons fun 
educational, and to help foster the next generation of musicians and creative thinkers. You can find out more at their website at www.musicacademyacadiana.com. You can also check out their Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram for more information. Our tech sponsor, The Orchard, is Acadiana's only Apple-authorized service provider. They provide services for Apple products, whether it be a broken screen or if you need help trying to figure out an app, The Orchard has your back. They helped us by giving us an iPad to continue running our show since our show is dependent on Apple products. So with that, check out their stores. They got two locations in Acadiana, one next to Buffalo Wild Wings off of Ambassador in Lafayette, and at their new location in Karen Crow next to Super One Foods. You can check them out at theorchardstores.com or in person to make sure that all of your Apple products are taken care of and up and running and working as they should. I appreciate our sponsors, and with that, we'll get back to our conversation of the day on this Good Friday, which uh, I'm going to have to consult with my boss a.k.a. myself, why I made myself work today, but I know exactly why. Um, the skate park that is uh, we're, we're talking about, it, 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 was, it went viral pretty much. I mean, a lot of people were talking about it. The comments were going off about, uh, you know, people knew you, and they go, oh, yeah, he's been talking about this for years, all that good stuff. And, you know, a skate park, skate parks have been – in the conversation now, God, if I had to put a, a time span on it, I would say solidly four years. I've been hearing about it. I know it's longer. I know it's longer. Since but the 90s. Yeah. Well, I've only been doing Developing Lafayette since 2012. So the past four to five years, give or take, uh, every almost every comment section that has anything to do with uh, things that are entertainment based or fun for kids. Everybody's always in there. There's at least one or two comments. Why don't we have a skate park? I'm like, I, I don't know. Like, I don't know why we don't have a skate park. And there was several skate parks in Lafayette. And I don't, I, I don't remember the name of this one. It was near where you're building yours in the uh, levee. The, the levee. levee yes. Park. That was That's owned what... by uh, Logan. I'm going to say his last name wrong. Clothier. Or clothier or something. Yeah, um, and, and I wrote about it, and I thought it was so cool. I'm like, this is neat, and it, it had a little, it had a little shop in there too to do stuff. Levy was great, and, and actually, the uh, the main skate park builder who built the Levy is uh, is building uh, the Magnolia LA indoor skate park as well. Wow, that's awesome. One of the two main skate park yeah. builders. So and what is his name? David Watney. David, David Watney. Shout out to David Watney. That guy is a legend. He has built more indoor and concrete skate parks in Louisiana than anybody else. And I don't think people realize, you know, how much he's contributed to the skate park community in, in Louisiana. He's, uh, he definitely doesn't get the recognition he deserves. So, so shout what, out to David Watney. So Dave, that's the guy that I was speaking with whenever I was trying to take photos of your place, right? So you met, you met, you met a legend. I did, man. He was, that's great. He was talking about some of the projects that he was been on. He's uh, he's done stuff with the Buck Nutties and all these other things. And I was like, uh, I feel like, I feel like this guy. He's he feels very low key. And I'm like, I feel like he should be somewhere like 
I don't know. I feel like he should be building like skate parks all over the place for like these big people. And he may have. He does. He does. So, yeah, he literally does. And he's he's just humble. You know, he's not yeah, gonna he seems he's humble. not gonna tell you about, you know, how he's built more skate parks in Louisiana than pretty much anybody else combined. You know okay. what I mean? So, so And he builds all over. He builds all over the country. All right. So I'm gonna let I'm gonna let you you're already bragging on him, which is great. Um I'll I'll let you do that. Uh, what are, what are like two or three of the most notable skate parks that he, I guess, nationally, if you want to go there, or I don't know if it's been nationally, but what are some of the most notable skate parks that he's had his hands on that people know of that are still in existence? I'll, I'll stick to Lafayette and Louisiana on, okay. on this one. Um, so he built Bucknutty's skate ranch which you there's somebody in the comments section on Facebook talking about that actually. Um, but he built that and you know, that park was wild. It was my first skate park I ever went to right when it opened in 1995. That place is, uh, place is legendary, uh, RIP. Where Mattis. was it located? It was located, uh, I don't know the name of the neighborhood, but it's right by, um, I 49 and I-10, like just okay. right at that intersection. And they actually used to have a sign that you could see from I-10. And, you know, it's like in the in the 90s, you know, you'd have, like, skate parks are very limited. So you'd have people driving by and they're just like, oh, my God, a skate park. Like, we have to stop, you know. So they'd pull over and they'd, you know, you kind of have to, like, exit and then do a U-turn to get to it um, off of I-10. But um, that place lasted a long time. And then he built, arguably, Lafayette's second, you know, most legendary skate park, which was totally different but that was skate spot and that was owned by jason bruin and it was um it was incredible uh it was where uh planet ice hockey rink is uh now. okay um that place was great i actually ended up working there for a year while i was in college um jason bruin owned skate spot um and then dave after that part closed because Jason moved to Houston with his wife. Dave went and he built um, his own skate park. Actually, it was called The Spot. And uh, it used most of Skate Spot's old ramps. It was built in the same, like in a, another smaller commercial building in the same parking lot as Skate Spot was. Um, and that lasted about a year. And then he built The Levee, um, which is in Fightonville, uh, a block from where I'm building mine. And I don't know, I guess the levy lasted about two years, I want to say. Uh, Logan uh, ended up shutting it down in 2018. Um, what for? Why did he shut it down? You know, you would have to ask him, I okay. guess. Um, the park was great, and every time I went there, it was super busy. It was super fun. And you had you had to pay to use it, correct? Yeah, so all these indoor parks, you know, they're all paid parks. They don't They don't get government subsidies or anything like that, so it's just like, you know, rock house or reds, you know, it's a, it's an indoor, um, it's an indoor facility. So, you know, it's, it's really just concrete skate parks that, you know, are most of the time free. Sometimes some concrete skate parks still have like maybe a $3 or a, a $5 fee, but none of the concrete skate parks in Louisiana have a fee. Um, and you know, they're on, they're on uh, city property. Um, it's a, it's a city park, but Dave also built, um, what was known as the Dust Bowl, and that's that was in Youth Park. R.I.P. R.I.P. The Dust Bowl. That was that was my baby. I uh, I I spent a lot of time working with the city to try to get that done, and uh, 
it was a sad day when they uh, they tore down. What's what's crazy is that basically as soon as um, as soon as we finished it, um, so I worked with Greg Gotro of Parks and Rec. He was the director, and Jim Edwards of Public Works, and they're both retired now. And pretty much as soon as we we worked on it from 2005 to 2009, and as soon as we finished it, you know that was right around the time that um, the city was trying to acquire the horse farm uh, at Moncus Park now. And uh, pretty much as soon as we finished, they're like, yep, Youth Park is getting traded to UL. They want to acquire all the property they can around it. So, I'm, you know, we got to, it existed until 2018. So I'm thankful we at least got to have, you know, nine years, uh, you know, people who don't even know that I worked on that, um, you know, just tell me all the time about all the memories they have. And it was just, it was a tiny little concrete bowl is built on a, a shoestring budget. But um, Dave worked on that. He was, I think, I'm pretty sure he was like the the lead guy on that. He's also, um, he worked on Parasite Skate Park in New Orleans, which is, um, it's a it's already a legendary skate park uh, in and of itself. And it's been completely funded by the community. It hasn't received any, uh, any city, any, yeah. like any city money whatsoever. To my knowledge, it's only been funded by Kickstarters and GoFundMe's. So, you know, Dave, Dave's Dave's a legend. That's he's, awesome. He's built. He's actually working on the park right now as we speak. Um, I, I right before I came here, I had to go to Home Depot and get some more uh, <laughs> supplies and materials for him. Uh, drop him off and then rush back over here to catch you on time. So, well, speaking of your park and getting supplies and all that good stuff. Um, you started pretty much self-funding this in the beginning and you started a Kickstarter to kind of help, um, I guess, recoup some of the, the funds that I guess you use. Is that right? Uh, I, I've, I still owe the, so the other main skate park builder, I should probably talk about him. He is also a legend in his own right, just kind of in a, a different world. He's a BMXer, ex-pro BMXer. Dave's like an ex-pro skater. Um, and this guy, Ryan Corrigan, um, He's also a legend. Shout out to Ryan Corrigan. His uh, his businesses hold on. Here we go. Um, well, that's cool. You know, because that's how it is when you're starting a, a project like this. Yeah. But um, but uh, I lost my train of thought. Uh, funding and yeah, 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 funding. So no, I still I still need to put a check in the mail for uh, for Ryan. But um, yeah, you know, so I have I have multiple loans on this. I have been saving on this for years. Um, you know, really, the the Kickstarter, the fifteen thousand dollar goal was basically just. I know people really wanted this, and um, I knew I'd have community support on it. You know, I've been talking about it for years, as people in the Facebook comments will tell you. Um, so it was really just like, just trying to get some help. Honestly, like it is a business. You know, like yeah. I am starting a business, and I, it's a business people will be supporting. So it's like. It's a thing where, you know, you can support, you know, it's like if you know you're going to be coming ride the skate park, then you can buy sessions in advance to try to help pay for things in advance. But really, you know, my best friend, Jason Cohen, who uh, he did the the Kickstarter video that we have up, um, we were looking at other skate park Kickstarters from around the country over the last 10 years together. And, you know, our, I was like, I was like, we basically came up with the number he worked on the whole campaign with me. He's done Kickstarter campaigns before, and I had never done one. Um, and we thought fifteen thousand was an attainable goal. And 
you know, lo and behold, uh, you'll pass that up. I think we, I think we met that goal even before the halfway point. Um, that's awesome. And so now we're going for the the stretch goal of 25,000. And last I checked, we're at 22,500 right now. And I think really just, you know, since we met the initial goal, um, now that I kind of have completed pictures of what the park's going to look like the skate park, at least, um, I've been approaching, you know, businesses that I like around town, businesses I have a relationship with already been like, look, this is the caliber of skate park building I'm building, you know, I mean, I could have, you know, I, I, to, I told you, in, uh, I think I told you in the article, I'm, I'm, I've spent around total, it's going to be around 145, if, if not more. And this is through the various loans and credit cards. Loans, Mac, multiple, you probably maxed out credit loans, cards. Right? Yes, multiple <laughs> loans. I got the, the two year, um, the two year interest free Home Depot. Isn't that scary? Card. It's terrifying. Absolutely. I'm super scared, but I also keep telling everyone that, you know, I'll, I'll sell my house, you know, before I let this fail. Really? You know I mean? Absolutely. Ah, that's, that's dedication. Well, I also believe in the viability of it long term, yeah. you know, because it's not like, I mean, it's indoor skate parks are notoriously hard to keep open, you know? Um, and honestly, I could have spent less than half of what I've spent in building this park out, building the retail space out, you know, just doing certain things like I, I could have I could have saved a bunch of money. But my thought process is, is, you know, if I'm going to work out, if I'm going to go to a gym, I want to go to a nice gym. Like if I'm going to take a break while I'm there, you know, like I want it to be an environment I enjoy. It's why it's why I like reds. I, I literally I've literally looked at other gyms and just spaces that I like being at, you know, or if I'm going to go get tattooed, there's this, there's this tattoo shop that, uh, I've been going to for years called Smith street tattoo parlor. And it's just, it's an incredible environment, you know, and these are, these are some of, you know, business owner, business owners that I look up to are like, uh, sneaker politics, you know, what they've done. It's just Derek. Yeah. Derek Curry. Shout out to Derek Curry. He, um, He's, he's, he's kind of been a, a mentor to me. I, I met him right when he opened uh, Sneaker Politics. That's awesome. Before he, most of uh, his employees even uh, knew him. Yeah. Um, but, you know, you know, he created a space, like he created something. All these business owners, they've created a space you want to be. And so, you know, it's so hard to make an indoor skate park viable. And I feel like I need to go all in, you know, like I could have spent half of what I spent on this project, but you know, would it be as nice? Would it be as much of a place you want it to be? You know, like some of the things that I did to go all out, it has all wood flat bottoms. So there's no exposed concrete and it just makes a seamless skate park. It makes the skate park beautiful. Um, another thing I did was instead of using Masonite, like most indoor skate parks have, uh, I partnered with skate light and they are, the de facto premium ramp surface company. It's what pro skaters, you know, use in their private parks. It's what, you know, like really nice skate parks use in the United States. And they, uh, they just came out with this new ramp surface called traction specifically for, uh, indoor skate parks. And so I partnered with them. Um, you know, so it's like every, you know, every square inch of the skate park is covered in traction and, you know, Traction, it's 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 an, an a large investment initially, but long term, it lasts way longer than Masonite does. So, 
you know, people are like, oh, like, you know, it's, it can be expensive, but when you really look at the cost and just like the quality of the ride, um, and really just from a safety issue to its uh, traction is like this grippy surface. Um, so you're not slipping. It's not like deteriorating as you're, uh, riding it. You're not having to spend time replacing it. Um, point being, I've just, I've gone all out on the skate park because I know that if I want people to actually pay to ride, uh, an indoor skate park when they can just go to, assuming it's like a sun, a nice sunny day outside where it's yeah. not too hot or cold or something where they, they can just go to a, a concrete skate park for free. Like, why would you want to spend money to go ride? You know, if it's not a night, like a nice place, like somewhere you want to be like a really nice skate park. So, you know, I do believe in the viability of this project long-term. I am building the the BMX bike shop and I keep saying a BMX bike shop because that's really what it is, what's going to be at the core, but I'm calling the, the brand, the business Magnolia LA because I really want to be more of a, a Louisiana brand. That's kind of how I think about it more than anything. Like we, I will be making product, you know, certain bike parts. I'm working with uh, John Quartz in New York to make some handlebars that doesn't really exist in the BMX market. Currently there's a backpack. I was working with Patty of Chop Industries uh, to uh, to create like a smaller backpack. Um, we're going to carry shoes. We're going to carry clothing. Um, we're going to be, it's basically, I want to put in highly curated, like, I hate this word, kind of lifestyle products to a yeah, certain degree. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, I will have an online store. Um, I will be renting the skate park out, you know, after hours for you know, whether you want to ride it or whether you want to have a, an event. Uh, Dave Watney told me that whenever he owned the spot, uh, he would rent out the skate park uh, after hours. And he told me uh, people would b- book like Nerf Wars sometimes. Oh, that's cool. Doesn't that sound yeah. fun? You know, like, so it's it's going to so be. So not good. even using it, using it for what it was. You could do parkour yeah. in the skate park oh, if, right. if you want to. Like not during regular hours, but, you know, like I'm basically I'm offering it to be rented seven days a week, nine to 12. Um, I know like Lil Wayne, every time he does a, a show in New Orleans or uh, Lafayette, he, if there's an indoor skate park there, which, you know, there, there was, there was an indoor skate park in New Orleans for like 20 years. And there's been indoor skate parks in Lafayette on and off for, you know, just as long. Yeah. Um, he'll come like rent the skate, rent the skate park after a show, you know, so Lil Wayne's just hanging out at the skate park, like skating after he just performs a concert. Uh, so, you know, I'm just, I'm looking at all the options. I do want to create a world-class, beautiful space that people want to be in. Um, you know, so in, in, in terms of funding, I just, I feel like, you know, it was a necessity to create a park of this caliber if I, if I wanted people to be there in 2022. And like, honestly, just from a personal standpoint, you know, I wouldn't want to pay if it wasn't this nice. Why yeah. would I pay, you yeah. know? when there's Louisiana has great concrete skate parks and we're getting more every day. We have 13 concrete skate parks as of now. Um, we can dive into this in a second. If you want Lafayette's about to get a world-class concrete skate park in Thomas park. Slidell's about to get one. Um, Covington is about to get one as well. So, you know, they're popping up, you know, um, it's, it's a good thing because there are there, you know, even though we're behind states like say, uh, California or Colorado or Oregon, maybe, you know, we have 
more concrete skate parks than a lot of states, other states do. And I think, you know, local, local municipalities are really starting to realize how much usage they get, the benefit they are to the local community, the benefit they are just to be, you know, honest uh, to at risk kids. You know what I mean? It's, it just, I, I believe in it all around and, you know, it rains so much in Louisiana. I'm just like, you know, I think these can successfully coexist, you know what I mean? Cause like there'll be, there'll be weeks where it's just miserable. It's raining seven days oh, yeah. in a row, you know, and you're just like, all right, well, I guess I'm going to try to find a parking tower to not get kicked out of or something <laughs> like that. You know what I mean? It's, and it's really, it's just as simple. It's like my skate park's not huge, but it will be there and it'll be world, world-class, you know, like Olympic, Olympic, uh, facility caliber, you know, that any kid who wants to grow up and be a pro skater, pro BMXer, pro scooter rider, rollerblader, roller skater, whatever, you know, they they'll have that facility, you know, Louisiana will have that facility. Cause I, I anticipate drawing people from, you know, Shreveport, Lake Charles, Morgan city, Baton Rouge, the North shore, you know, uh, Homa, like all those places, new Orleans, yeah. obviously, um, just on rainy days. Um, so, and it's like, and that's another thing going back to making it really nice world-class because it's like, are you going to drive two hours, three hours to, to ride a, a mediocre, a little mediocre indoor skate park? Like, no, you're probably gonna, not, no. you know what I mean? Maybe, maybe if, you know, if you're really bored you're and you're desperate. tired of the rain, yeah, yeah, if you're really tired of the rain, but you know, if it's really nice and it's just, it's of this caliber, it's like, oh yeah, I'll, I'll definitely drive three hours for the day just to come, just to come ride this place. You know what I mean? I mean, I, I've. I wrote it for the first time because we were trying to figure out where to put the the down handrail, um, and it's 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 just incredible. Um, you know, Dave Watney, Ryan Corrigan, they are they're truly masters at uh, at what they do. They've both been doing it for for multiple decades now. You know, um, and then you know, just real quick, shout out to um, to Hunter Spear and Kendall Hanks and Ralph uh, Salas for all you know, just kind of helping out on this project, uh, on and off, especially Hunter. Hunter's been on it the entire time. So, um, but yeah, it's, uh, you know, I think it's a long winded answer for a fun <laughs> funding question. But, no, it's fine. Know. It's fine. We, uh, we actually have a decent amount of people, uh, listening and I think it's valuable information, especially for those that, you know, and these could be parents, these could be your, your direct demographic for those people that are going to be using the park. And it, it's good to hear, where you're coming from about it and especially given the thanks all the, to the people that are involved and the dedication that you have, I mean, to, to be willing to put up your house to keep it. I mean, I think that that says a lot for the, the, um, I guess the foresight that you see for the park. I mean, like, like I was telling people, I think I even mentioned it in the post that I made whenever I wrote about the park is that, uh, I, I can't skateboard to save my life. I've, I've tried to kick a little bit. I'm better at the scooter. I need something to hold. Um, but I love watching it. Like I grew up playing Tony Hawk on Xbox and PlayStation and I love it. I love BMX. I love watching it. Uh, I don't mind riding a bike, but as I get older, I realize that jumping hurts. <laughs> so like I sound so freaking old right now, but, um, I guess where I'm going with this is I, I, I'm wondering, um, in the, in the post that, you, that I wrote for you, you mentioned the balcony. Are there opportunities for 
parents or friends or people that just want to watch can go and just watch people skate at your park? Absolutely. I actually, you know, especially for younger kids, I encourage parents to be there. Don't be wrong. You know, if, if a parent has work and, you know, they just, they want to drop their kids off, you know, it's, it's, I'm going out of my way to make sure like this is a safe space all around, even in how I've designed the skate park with the railings and like rails, there's no like hard blunt ends, but we love it when, um, you know, I love it when parents are there, you know, I think, I think kids appreciate it too. It's like, it's like go and watch your, I grew up playing hockey and soccer as well. Okay. So it's like, it's like, you know, you want your parents to be there at your hockey game or your soccer game as well. But there's actually, so there's the retail space and on top of the retail space, there's a huge mezzanine or, you know, balcony area for basically anyone who just wants to come, you know, visit and just, just watch while, uh, while their kids or friends or whatever uh skate and ride the park and it's actually gonna be super nice um will people need to pay to watch no no okay i mean you know it's the park is small but i don't there's so much space on top of the mezzanine i don't ever anticipate it being so busy to where there won't won't be room i mean worst case scenario maybe i could build bleachers up there or something <laughs> but i i don't know i, I kind of like yeah. it flat yeah, you yeah, know? yeah i think i'd like to try to keep it that way um but yeah, there's plenty of space and I love pe parents being there. Like there's this, there's this, I mean, Lafayette's produced so many pro skaters per capita. It's, it's insane that, you know, we're, we're just now getting like the, the world-class concrete skate park that this city's deserved for decades. It's been needing to happen. It's been, I think, you know, not, you know, um, you know, I'm thankful for Mayor Guillory really, uh, taking the lead on this and recognizing, uh, you know, you know, basically realizing, oh, wow, every other city in Louisiana has, you know, either uh, like a, a 30,000 square foot regional concrete skate park or at least some concrete skate park there, you know, public free provided to the community. But um, anyway, this this pro skater that came out of Lafayette, um, Christian Dufresne, he actually just rode the indoor park. He's incredible. And whenever I worked at Skate Spot, which was like just it was really, really nice. It was it had AC too, which, you know, indoor oh, skate gosh. parks don't ever have. Does, does yours have AC? The, only the shop's going to have oh, AC. I, okay. uh, I'm, okay. I'm, I'm too deep into it already. <laughs> I had to focus on the quality of the build. But uh, point being, um, Christian Dufresne was always there. And his dad, uh, Joey Dufresne, uh, Mr. Joey, he was always there watching him, you know, and just encouraging him. And it's just like, I mean, Christian's incredible. You know, he'd go out there and he just, you know, he'd put in the work, you know, and he had the the ability and the talent for it with the work ethic. And then he just had the support from his dad. And it's just like it makes it, it makes like it makes you want to cry. You know yeah. what I mean? Like you wish like every every kid and like, you know, skateboarder or whatever, like had that that kind of support from their parents. And like so point being, you know, like I love I love the idea of parents being there watching, you know, supporting their kids doing this. This is a this is a family friendly uh, environment um and you know parents are definitely welcome here dude i i love that that's a that's the best thing that i've heard in a long time because uh, i guess you know the 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 thought process is like oh you're it's just kids trying to get away from their parents you know to go hang out and not, maybe some kids yeah some kids obviously but uh you know, it's like you said, being at a soccer game or a baseball game or t-ball. I, I, my little boy, he's five, going on six, and I, tr I be, I'm at every single 
T-ball practice, T-ball game. He plays soccer in the uh, the fall. I'm there. My, both my wife were, were always there, and uh, and he loves it. And I can't imagine being a parent that wouldn't want just to dropping there. him off at the game. Be like, all right, pick you up in an hour and a half or something. You know what like, I mean? No, unless you're like you're super busy, right, if you have work or if something, you have work you know, or meetings, that happens. Yeah, you know, that's real. That's just that's real life. life. Um, but just to be selfish and to be like, you know what? You go do your own thing. Like, I mean, I, I grew up where my mom, as soon as we got back from school, my mom said, don't come in the house. Uh, y'all are dirty. Y'all sweaty. Y'all stink. And I'm cleaning the house. Y'all go play outside. When the lights come on outside, then y'all come home. Like, I grew up in that area, like same same area as you did. And, you know, being able to go outside and ride your bike and go all over the town. I grew up in a small town, like uh, technically a village. And we were able to go in the woods, like places where we shouldn't be, like they, they were posted, but... You know, we were just out and about being being kids, and I don't. I, I feel like I'm going on a tangent now, but anyway, uh, I love that you you're encouraging the parents to to be there. That's 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 good. Magnolia LA loves the parents. There you go. All right, so I want to I want to get to the pictures because uh, if if anybody's watching, you're probably wanting to see the photos, and I have some photos for you, and then we have a couple of we have one comment for sure that I want to uh, touch on. So first, uh, so some of the photos, and I'm just going to cycle through some of them, and these are photos that you sent me right before. So um, I'll go with the first one here. This one is, it uh, looks like you're at the top of the uh, one of the half pipe parts looking down, and I don't know what you would call this little heel-looking thing. Maybe uh, the pyramid? I guess, yeah, sure. It's the, like the, a, the center obstacle yeah, in the park? Yeah, the center, the center spot. That's the pyramid, yes. Okay. So, um, we're looking at that image right now, and then you can see the um, the railing in the back going down, and then here's another shot of it. it looks like you're you're either holding a camera below the ramp, uh, or like towards the the pyramid, and then th- this is just all brand new photos, guys. So this is this is pretty much what you're gonna see. This is all the what did you call the the surface again? This so the brand is Skatelight, and they're they're the premium ramp surface and, you know, skate park building. Um, but this is their new ramp surface. They just came out specifically for indoor skate parks called traction. And it's, it's incredible. It, um, it's got this honeycomb texture on it. And what that does is because there's like a honeycomb texture with sort of like little indentations, it does two things. It creates less rolling resistance because you're kind of only rolling on the top edge. Um, so it makes it faster. So you're like, you're already going faster on this stuff and it's simultaneously like if you're turning, it's grippier as well. Okay. So like, you know, you're like, you're not sliding out, you know, uh, you know, if it gets kind of dusty or whatever, um, you know, I mean, I'm going to be, I'm going to be super strict about keeping the park swept and you know, really well cleaned, but, um, all the same. Um, and then one thing that we noticed that, you know, they don't even talk about in the skate, skate light, like advertising for it um it it makes like this whistling sound while you're skating really it. yeah it sounds it's 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 like um this isn't maybe the best association but it, it kind of sounds like like high winds like high speed winds like it's like a, i don't know if i should whistle on this but it's like it's like it's like a sh- you know okay. while you're, it's, yeah. it's super cool so but uh but yeah that stuff is incredible i'm 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 super thankful for uh skate light and just partnering with me on this they're actually going to be sending their media team 
down to, you know, film the, uh, film the park and just kind of show what we did. Um, did they help all help out on the pricing or did you buy it outright? So I bought it outright and I bought it in bulk and they did, they did partly, uh, sponsor the skate park a bit. I, um, they, skate light has a relationship with the BMX, uh, skate park builder, Ryan Corgan of hold on, here we go. And so I have a, it's called a spine mini ramp in my backyard in New Orleans. It's basically two half pipes, um, you know, like butted up against each other. Um, and I use their outdoor material called skate light pro for that. It's just, there's just, there's nothing like riding on skate light. Like anybody who ever rides on skate light, it's just, it's, you don't want to, you don't want to ride on anything else after that. But Ryan Corgan, built that ramp, um, in my backyard in 2018. And, um, I bought, I bought everything in bulk then, you know, and I, w I wouldn't say we had a partnership. I just, I got like the bulk discount with them. Um, but this time, you know, I just, I've talked to, uh, Melissa Houston of skate light, uh, a lot and just kind of shared the vision, you know, cause like one of the things like we could have done, like I didn't have to do wood flat bottoms, you know I mean? I could have saved a lot, yeah. a lot of money not doing wood flat bottoms and I could have saved a lot of money not doing, um, you know, whether it was skate light or masonite, I could have saved money not doing it all the way to the ceiling, you know, or like on tops of the decks of the ramps, like only really just like the riding surfaces, but I'm just like, you know, part of the vision was yeah. like, I want this park to be beautiful. It's you aesthetically know? pleasing. I mean, uh, the, the photo, one of the photos did have uh, part of the, the, the wall you're talking about that goes all the way to the ceiling. It's kind of hard to see. Let me pull it up. But uh, it like it disappears out of the photo. So that's how you know it goes pretty high up. Yeah, I tried the the insulation still needs to be repaired on the building. So I just tried to, you know, photograph it without it in there just to make the pictures uh look nicer but it um, looks really good like i'm in i'm impressed with the, the way this looks it looks super clean and slick seamless yeah it's seamless and it does not come off as this is in lafayette like it, world class yes world class which is uh, so for uh, all of louisiana too you know i really anticipate people driving from all over the state because it rains so much you know yeah. like Never mind it being like this caliber of skate park. It really just rains so much. So there's no more indoor skate parks in Louisiana. They've all closed over the years. So is this the, this is the only one? This is the only indoor skate park in Louisiana. This is going to be the only BMX shop in Louisiana. God. I know. Isn't that crazy? That doesn't seem right. That doesn't seem like it's. I believe you, obviously, because no, you're sure. in it. But there's 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 other bike shops that will ha carry some BMX parts, but they're not they're not a core BMX shop. You know, they sell kind of everything. Versus, you know, I'll only be selling BMX bikes. You know, ranging in size from 12 inch wheels to 29 inch wheels, but they're only going to be BMX style bikes. You know, like you could you could ride a, you can ride them in the skate park. You know, I mean, they'll, they'll be you know, even if you're on a 29 inch yeah. one, like you could still drop in on the quarter pipe and take a run and whatnot. But so the way, the way my skate park is built too, um, most of the, especially the United Kingdom, most of their skate parks look like this, you know, cause their weather is also terrible. So, and actually the government subsidizes a lot of the indoor skate parks in, of course uh, they in do. the UK and also just around, uh, around Europe in general, like they all, they, they don't really use, uh, skate light as much out there they use um this it's, it's eastern european birch is what it's called it's a really nice material 
it's not as nice as skate light, but it's really <laughs> nice. But they they build seamless skate parks like this, um, you know, where the concrete typically isn't exposed. A lot of times it's in old factories too, um, you know. So I think part of it is just like not to have to try to like repair concrete surfaces, but um, like the the Madlands Palace skate park that London had for a little while. Um, it was like it was one of the skate parks I drew a lot of inspiration from. Um, and it was, it was all, it was birch, but it was all a wood flat bottom. It was completely seamless like this. And they just, they look like works of art. Like the, like one of the best compliments I've gotten from my friends who like, you know, don't ride or skate or do anything. It's just like the park looks beautiful. And I'm just like, that's what I, you know, it's yeah. like, that's like the best compliment. Like, like my artist friends here, just like, it looks gorgeous. And I'm just like, that was the goal. You know, I could have saved a lot of money not doing skate light on every square inch. I could have saved a lot of money not doing all wood flat bottoms, but I'm just like, I want this, like it rides better. It's way more fun. You, you, it's, it's, trust me after riding BMX for like almost 30 years, it's way nicer falling on wood than it is falling on concrete. Oh yeah. Uh, but just like I said, from an aesthetic standpoint, it's just, it's beautiful. It looks like, looks like a work of art, you know, and especially having, a you know, Ryan Corrigan and, and Dave Watney behind the wheel, like leading the build. I mean, it's, um, I couldn't be happier, you know, with how, yeah. it's, with how it came out. So, uh, got a, a, a couple of comments now. So this one came in, uh, probably give give or take 20, 30 minutes ago. Um, so it's from Alex habit. Um, so Alex says that in the eighties, we skated a half pipe that was on the, uh, it looks like the strip in Lafayette that ramp ended up, uh, in a guy's backyard on Holden Avenue off Johnson Street behind where Batteries Plus is now. And several top pros came to Lafayette to ride on that ramp. I love that. I love I love hearing stories uh, about, you know, basically before the Bucknetties era just because, you know, I don't know a whole lot about it. Um, that's awesome. Yeah, and so um, we got one from Denise Guidry. Denise Guidry says, so proud of you, Udi. And then we also just got Thank one you. from, uh, God, I just talked to her and she told me how to pronounce her name. I'm sorry. I know you're listening and I'm going to try Satari. 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 Oh God. Yes. I was so Satari close. is the best. She, uh, she just straight up says, woohoo. If you need a real estate agent, I highly recommend Satari. She was the one who was basically able to, you know, help me get, find and get this building in, in the first place. I've never had a, a real estate agent work harder or be more thorough than her. She's incredible. I can't say enough that's about Satari. Amazing. Well, that's uh, that's good. Uh, that's good feedback there. All right. Before we go, we're at about 56, 57 minutes now. And uh, you, you mentioned it earlier, the, the new concrete skate park that's coming. So that is, you have another hour. Oh God. You know what? If I was, if I was like another podcaster, like, uh, like Rogan or something, maybe, but we do a three hour cat. I can't, I don't even know if people have I enough to talk stamina. about this stuff all day. I know. And I can tell you, <laughs> look, and I appreciate the passion behind it. Uh, all right. So I will allow for another 15, 20 minutes. So let's just kind of go there. Um, all right. So you mentioned Josh Guillory. Let me just preface this. I underestimated how much he would actually do and like actually care for in Lafayette. Um, I don't know why I underestimated him. I guess 
the way he entered into the arena of politics kind of rubbed me in a weird way. But uh, he's doing a lot in downtown. He's he's putting a lot of uh, focus there. And then you, you mentioned with the skate park funding, um, he seems to be a champion for that. And it could be that it's starting to uh, swell up as far as in the community, like how bad certain things are needed. So maybe that's part of it. But the skate park uh, that's going to be built in Thomas Park, I don't know if it has a name yet. I'd imagine that it would just be something like Thomas Park Skate Park. Okay. I don't know if they're going to try to brand it uh, separately from that. You know, yeah, I mean, it's not a Lafayette Concrete thing. Skate Park, yeah. Thomas. Some 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 public concrete skate parks have names, um, but um, I don't know if they're going to give one to this um, to the skate park. So I'm gonna pull up my um, my website because I'm gonna show you guys. God, if I can pull it up here, I want to show you guys the 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 Thomas Park skate park. Do you have that rendering? Uh, yeah, I have it in one of my posts here. Just give me one second. Let me pull it up. Uh, I appreciate you guys if you're sticking around. I know we're uh, at an hour, and some of you have work. And if you don't, I mean, most of you should be off right now, right? So, all right, so skate park, skate park. Uh, and you just uh, forwarded it. But if I if I take it in, oh, I might be able to. Um, yeah, let me let me save this. He just airdropped it to me, so I'm gonna pull it up in just a second here. Oh, there we go. There we go. So this is so that's obviously an older <coughs> rendering and just a picture of a, a computer screen, but it's yeah. you know kind of a general gist of the caliber and quality uh, of the concrete skate park that Lafayette is going to be getting in Thomas Park. It's going to be really nice. This is, I mean, it's very well designed. I mean, looking at it, it's it's a it has a lot of uh, parts. The I mean, I see what looks like to be a pool, like a pool shaped. Bowl. It's got a street section, a bowl. It's got a pump track. Um, it's got a lot of different things. It has something rails. for everyone. I see some grass. I see some stairs. Uh, I see what is that? Like it's like it looks like a half pipe, but it's there's no other half to it. It's like a an edge piece. Uh, I was gonna pull it up on my website. Do you remember how much funding this got? The concrete skate park? Yeah. So um, city council voted unanimously to fund it for $250,000 as part of the American Rescue Plan Act. And um, I actually want to take this time to thank uh, Mayor Guillory, the city council, Hollis Conway at Parks and Rec, and Mark uh, I mean, Ross Gresham at Parks and Rec, they actually just doubled the budget to 500000 just on their own. And so, you know, like you're talking about Mayor Guillory, you know, he's he gets stuff done. And, you know, he is he is modernizing the city. And I mean, at least in this way, something that Lafayette's needed for a long time. But um, but yeah, the the rendering uh, that you have is for what's called a regional concrete skate park um, to serve a, a metro region the size of Lafayette. It would need to be about 30,000 square, 30, square feet. And the cost on that is typically closer to around $2 million. But the skate park designer, he's world-renowned skate park designer, 
Tito, he, he designed the Miami skate park, which is the Miami concrete skate park, which is actually incredible. But with this one, we are going to end up doing it in phases. It's going to get designed all at once. And then it's going to be built in phases as the budget allocates. So, but this, this park is going to be incredible. And there's actually, there's talk of, you know, even maybe one day expanding it beyond this footprint with the amount of space available at, uh, Thomas park. Um, you know, there's been talk of building it to being the biggest concrete skate park in Louisiana. Oh, that's amazing. I think it'd be incredible. And you just, you know, you look at the, the skate culture here, you know, skate park culture in general, but like specifically skateboarding, like I said earlier, Lafayette has put out so many professional skateboarders like Christian Dufresne, who I was just talking about, Jordan Traha, um, DJ Godin, um, you know, and some of like, even like the older guys, like Charlie, Tom, like some of the, the OGs, Charlie Thomas, um, Dave Watney, Shannon May, and a bunch of other people I'm forgetting at the moment. But, uh, you know, to have this incredible skate you know, culture here, that's just, it's just held on for every, uh, every indoor skate park that's closed or concrete skate park that's closed. Uh, it'd be incredible to have the biggest concrete skate park in Louisiana. No, it definitely would be incredible. What is, what are some of the other things that, uh, if we have time to, for the next couple of minutes that you want to mention that maybe we didn't talk about, or is anything that, that we didn't mention that you want to mention? Um, I do want to take a second, you know, I've talked about all the people who've helped out, you know, whether it's a a realtor or skate park builder, um, or, you know, just the community, you know, I guess I should, I should take a second to thank everyone who's, you know, contributed to the Kickstarter and just believed in this project. It's the support has been overwhelming. So to anyone listening to this, who's, you know, whether you've, you know, donated or shared it or told a friend or even just had a positive thought, you know, thank you so, so much. This is, this is, you know, this has been a lifelong dream and I really am. I really, I want to, I'm doing this for the community, you know, not just Lafayette, but I really, I genuinely want to make Louisiana a better place, you know, a place that people want to be a place that people want to stay. Um, that's why the brand is Magnolia LA. Um, but I also want to take a second to thank Tito Parada of Platform Group. He's the guy, he's the the professional skate park uh, designer and builder um, who's doing the concrete skate park in Lafayette. And he actually did um, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of the design work um, pro bono. Uh, oh, wow. Yeah. And he's, he's uh, friends with uh, Shannon May, who's on the skate park committee. Um, and you know, this was, he, he wanted to, he wanted to, you know, he, he knows the history of Lafayette and how bad we need a concrete skate park. And also just, you know, even with doubling the budget to, to build out this park, we really need closer to $2 million. So, um, you know, thank you, Tito Parada, um, of platform group. Um, I also want to thank, uh, Bronson, uh, Bronson Sarver for, you know, getting the ball rolling on this with the mayor, um, ruckus, um, they were holding skate events, uh, Dan or, uh, red as, uh, you know, some people call him. I don't, I don't think he likes it, but, uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, 
yeah, in terms of things that people should know, um, you know, this is going to be a good thing for Lafayette. Um, the concrete skate park, obviously, I believe in the indoor skate park. I'm, I'm building, you know, I mean, I'm on the skate park committee and I'm still working with, um, you know, the city to get the concrete skate park done, even though it's going to be, you know, direct competition with mine. I think, I think they'll actually complement each other. You know, I'm definitely about, first and foremost, I'm about building BMX culture in Louisiana, but also just, you know, skate park culture here. You know, whenever I, whenever I grew up going to Bucknutties in the nineties, I would, uh, I'd bring my, my skateboard, my BMX bike and my rollerblades, you know, and I would, I would kind of do all three and they had other guys like me, you know, it was, it was the nineties, like all, you know, they had, yeah. they had movies like blade. And, uh, I think, I think I saw rad at some point too. I don't know if it was from the nineties or might've been late eighties, but, um, you know, this is going to be a good thing for Lafayette. Um, all these things, it's going to be a good thing for Louisiana. It's, it's long overdue. I'm super thankful to, you know, the skate park builders, everyone in the city who, you know, believes in this and recognizes this, everyone in the community who wants this and recognizes this as a need, everyone in the community who is skeptical about it, you know, because there's definitely some of those out here too. And Always. I'm, I'm excited for, you know, I'm excited for the people that are skeptical about it to see it and see how positive of a thing it is for our community um, and look at it and go, wow, this, this is a good thing after all, you know, I may have had, you know, I may have had hesitations about it, you know, but this is going to be a good thing. I mean, I think the fact that, you know, BMX and skateboarding are in the Olympics now, uh, I mean, BMX has been in the Olympics actually for, for, I think like since 2008, um, that's, I think initially started as BMX racing to the Olympics. Skateboarding is new. Yes. But, you know, I think people are just recognizing whether, you know, you want to consider it a sport or more of like a lifestyle thing, you know, or community thing, whatever it's, this is a good thing. This is, this is going to be good for, um, for Lafayette and for Louisiana. So I'm, I'm just, you know, this is, I've been calling parks and rec since fifth grade in the late nineties to be like, Hey, you know, where's our public concrete skate park? You know, why don't we have a, a concrete skate park, you know? And, uh, you know, I'm excited for, you know, all the kids who are going to get to grow up with this. You know, maybe we can get Bennett uh, on, a, on a biker board, you know. And then I'm also excited for, you know, um, you know, some of the, the older community members like like John Zant. Um, you know, he's 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 one of the the, the OG, OG skateboarders in, uh, in Lafayette, you know. And he was, whenever we had the Dust Bowl and, you know, they had, you know, people uh not skateboarders or bmxers but just like random kids like you know defacing it with like not even good graffiti like bad graffiti you yeah. know what i mean just like <laughs> like toys you know what i mean like weak stuff and uh you know he would he would come in with uh with his daughter Lindsay weekly and they would uh, and then other people i'm sure i'm forgetting as well i wasn't living here at the time but um you know they they would paint over it and they'd paint it ul colors too and like you know make it nice so it's Honest, everybody who's contributed over the last five decades, all of the OGs, all everybody in the media who's like said something positive about it. Um, I think everybody's excited. Like this is, I'm really excited. I, I you know, I wish these things would have existed whenever I was 30 years ago when right? I was a kid coming up, but you know, you know, it's, uh, you know, I was having this, I was having a conversation with, um, 
with someone yesterday and we we're just talking about, you know, people, people sometimes want to complain about the things that Louisiana doesn't have, you know, it's like, Oh, I'm going to move to California or Colorado or Florida or even, even just Texas. And it's like, you know, the reason that those States have those things is because someone there at some point was like, you know what? I'm tired of not having a concrete skate park. I'm going to advocate for it and I'm going to work with the city, you know, or I'm tired of not having a skate shop or a BMX shop or an indoor skate park. You know what I mean? It really, it takes, it takes people, you know, it takes people living here and, uh, you know, really just caring, you know, it's like, Oh, I'm not just going to try to move someplace that already exists. Like, you know, it's like, it can exist here. Anything you want. People want to live here, but they want, the amenities that other well-known cities and states have. And we deserve that. Like we do deserve it. Yeah. So Lafayette and Louisiana and New Orleans, you know, they're great places to live and it takes people like you, you know, shining a light on these, these things. So thank you uh, as well. Thank you so much for, I try to be a team player, even being willing to talk about this, um, you know, and doing what you do um, uh, with developing Lafayette, and just, you know, it's it's just being proactive about making where you live a better place because it starts with us. It's not, there's not going to be people from California moving here and be like, oh, you know what? Lafayette needs a concrete skate park. Let me, let me, right. let me put my heart and soul into that. No, it's, it takes people that are from here mm-hmm. to do that. It's not, no one's going to do it for us. It's, it's, you know, it's, it's either us or it doesn't happen. And it's like, you can, you can complain still if you want about it, but that's, that's not going to get a concrete skate park built. You know right. what I mean? It's, 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 it takes us, it takes a community. It's, you know, I, I couldn't have done this without the community support and this park won't be sustainable without community support. You know what I mean? So it really is, you know, even if it sounds cliche, sometimes it really is about the community. It is, it is about doing this whole thing as uh, you know, not just Lafayette, but Louisiana as a whole, as a community, you know, making these things happen. Like, parasite skate park every every indoor skate park or concrete skate park that exists in louisiana or you know ever existed you know actually one thing real quick lafayette had this this i think it was called cajun skate park it had this crazy concrete skate park it was i think it was off bertrand uh, like bertrand and eras landry but uh you know there was a it was a private owner um even though it was a concrete skate park you know it's just, even that person you know it's like people that got to skate there created memories you know and just it just it just takes takes people that live here doing something about it. It's like you know you're missing an amenity. All right, well, what are you gonna do about it? Are you gonna start a business or are you gonna you know are you gonna go to city council meetings and try to you know ask the council to you know find a way to fund it? I don't know. It's it's about being proactive. Yeah, so. definitely. And you mentioned it going to council meetings. So sometimes uh, if you want to see something in your city done or changed, uh, going to those council meeting meetings can have a big effect. I mean, just over the past month, um, it's been a trend to, uh, in several cities in Louise, not, I don't know about Louisiana. I know for Texas, for sure. There's one, uh, Plano, Texas. There's a guy who goes to these council meetings and acts the fool in his time. And, uh, I don't, I don't have the, the, the time to show that or the, even the relevance to show that, but, uh, 
Just looking up, looking up Plano, Texas council meetings, and this guy literally goes up there and makes a fool out of himself, but he's making a good point. And he uses his time. Draw attention. Yeah, and he's drawing attention. And he's got, the videos have gone viral, like on YouTube and TikTok. And most recently, he's been on there. He's been in the, the council meetings like three or four, maybe five times, probably more, depending on which one has gone viral. And it's getting attention. Whatever his causes are, it's getting attention. And now the council meetings, they're they're just laughing. And, you know, there's like the last one. Yeah. And, well, the mayor kicked him out of the last one because he was calling out the mayor on some pretty difficult stuff. Uh So, yeah, the mayor kicked him out. And, and like, he followed the mayor out of the meeting and, like, was trying to get the mayor to to make a comment. And the mayor just got in his car and, like, hauled butt. Yeah. So at the end of the day, you know, you can you can make viral videos, but you still got to work together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You still got to work together, but still uh, gets attention. The the purpose that I've mentioned that is go to your council meetings if you want to see change happen, appropriate change, of course. You know, you don't yeah and vote. Yeah. Well, um, I'm a I'm gonna end this with showing the Kickstarter campaign because that is how this park is going to be um, partially funded. Uh, I don't know if you, you've already funded it a lot of ways, but the Kickstarter is a very, very big part of the funding for this. So I'm going to show that on the screen. And as you can see, it's a uh, kickstarter.com. If you've never heard of Kickstarter, just Google it. Kickstarter, it'll, it'll come up. It's green bubbly letters. And you can search for Magnolia LA Indoor Skate Park and BMX Shop Lafayette, Louisiana. Uh, that is the title of the campaign. You should find it that way. And if you don't, just go to our website, Developing Lafayette, and just search skate park. And it should be one of the first uh, posts that you see, Magnolia Indoor Skate Park. And then we have the link embedded in there. But uh, you're looking on screen right now. You can see a video of the the skate park and uh, why it's needed and why they're doing it. And you'll see Udi in there as well. Uh, it's a very well done video. I watched it and I was like, man, this is, this is legit. So part of the reason why Thank it made you me so much, I appreciate it. I actually met the founder of Kickstarter yesterday, Perry Chin. Really? Yeah. Just, he was, uh, I was having a lunch and uh, I ran to a friend and I was talking to my friend and, uh, I was like, I was like, I showed him the skate park progress and I showed him pictures of it. And then my friend like looked over at Perry and he's like, can I tell him? And he's like, yeah, go ahead. And he's like, he's like, I founded Kickstarter. So, where was he? Is that Satsuma? Uh, Satsuma Cafe in New Orleans, uh, Bywater, New Orleans. Yeah. So, like legit, the Kickstarter founder. Google him, Perry Chin. He has TED Talks and everything. I, I went look him up afterwards because I wasn't familiar. My, all best, right, all my right. best friend was uh, Jason Cohen. Was just he was freaking out. He was like, "What? You met Perry? <laughs> Perry Chin? I'm I'm searching it right now. Super nice guy. I don't know how to spell it, but okay, yeah, Perry Perry Chin." Uh, it's P E R R Y C H I N, E N I believe. E N. Okay, maybe, maybe it's a different chain. Let's see. Okay, uh, alrighty. Um, chin. Crazy though, right? It's like I was like, yeah, I just got funded. And my friend was like, uh, 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 oh, there's the Wikipedia here. Jay uh, Pennington, also known as uh, Rusty Laser, he's famous. You know, New Orleans. I don't know, uh, DJ. Nonprofit starter activist, you know, he's managed a bunch of bounce musicians, but yeah, he's just like, yeah. can I tell him? I'm, hey, tell me what, <laughs> dude. So yeah, the 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 Wikipedia 
article says Perry Chin is an American artist and entrepreneur known for being the creator and principal founder of Kickstarter, PBC, the online funding platform to uh, for creative projects. And he came up with the idea for Kickstarter in 2001 and launched it in 2009 along with co-founders Charles Adler and Yancey Strickler. That is really cool. You legit met this guy. I legit met him, and he was—he was actually like, "Yeah, send me the link." You know, he's like, "I'm not—I'm not involved anymore." But he was like, "I was like, uh, you bet I'll send you the link." <laughs> God, that is amazing, man. Super nice guy. Yeah, you know? of super all, humble. God, that—that's crazy. All right, well, uh, we're we're this is probably the one of the longest podcasts I've had in a while. Uh, but I I I value your time, uh, and I know you. Like you said, you could talk a lot about this, but uh, there's a lot to be said, and I I I want to be respectful of your time, and I also obviously I have my little boy with me, so and it's lunchtime, and he's probably getting hungry, and so am I. Uh, but Udi, man, um, this has been this has been good. I really appreciate you uh, agreeing to come on to talk about this. Um, there is a lot to still talk about this, and I absolutely was not worried at all about. How, you know, trying to fill time. Cause sometimes I'm like, okay, how can I make a 45 minute show out of this guest? I, I want to interview him, but I'm like, I'm thinking like, okay, if the, if the topics start coming up short, like where can I go? And I did not have to do that at all. I did not have to like put on my thinking cap. It just came naturally. And you are super passionate about this, which I think everybody can tell. And um, yeah, I, I appreciate that. Follow Magnolia LA on Instagram. Follow Louisiana Concrete Skate Parks on Instagram. And we are also on Twitter as well as Facebook. There you go. Thank well, you, uh, Udi, thank you for coming on. And thank guys, you so, so much. I really appreciate you and everything you do. I appreciate you. And look, guys, uh, thank you for watching. Uh, and if you're listening to the audio version of this, It'll be out, uh, or it's out already if you're listening to the audio version. What am I talking about? But uh, if you're watching live right now, I'll have the audio version out uh, next week. So, uh, again, with that, Udi, glad to have you on, man. I, I can't wait to see this park. I'm going to come whenever it opens. I want to watch people skate. I want to. I just want to enjoy hearing the whistle sound of the, 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 the board. Uh, I'm excited for it. So, yeah. Uh, bring Bennett. Yeah, I'm definitely going to We'll get him set up on a little BMX. Oh, boy. All right. Well, Udi, have a great Friday. It's a good Friday. It's also Easter weekend, so I hope you have a great one. And, happy uh, Easter, everybody. Happy Easter. Take care, man. Bye.